to the cloud. Welcome to the Northeast Beat. I'm Dan Soller, along with my co-host, Paul Casaro. How are you doing tonight, Paul? Pretty good, Daniel. How are you? Uh, great. Football is finally back. You know, college has been in the mix for two weeks now, but the, uh, the professionals are, are joining tonight. It's a, uh, I don't know if this is the best matchup we've had in recent years for, for opening night, but anytime you get the Cowboys and you got the defending champion with Tom Brady now, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, it, it should provide for uh, a lot of excitement and some fireworks uh, with that Cowboy receiving core and Tampa with all the offensive weapons they have. How do you see tonight's game going, Paul? Yeah, we, we kind of talked about this last week a little bit. And, you know, I still kind of feel like uh, my – where I thought the game would go is still probably what's going to happen. And then the news about Zach Martin being uh, out, I think because of COVID um, like that's probably the worst news you can get that yeah. your arguably best offensive lineman is out. Um, yeah. Especially with that coming it, back from a bad injury and, yeah. and you get that news. And that is probably in large part explain the explanation for why the line has ballooned to around Tampa nine, nine and a half now. Uh, that to me seems pretty appropriate. I actually think looking at the total, I think the total's in, incredibly sharp for this game. It's 52 and a half. Uh, to me, this feels, this feels like a 30, 17, 31, 20 kind of game. Yeah. The, the, first like four games of the season last year for the Cowboys were like they would start off so slow and have to play catch up. But by the end of the, each game, it was it, the, the scores were insane. Like a lot of points were scored. It's just, you know, it was the defense couldn't, couldn't really do anything to stop other teams. So they get walked over and then, you know, Dak and co would have to try and lead some crazy comeback. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I definitely think, too, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how close it's going to be. I wonder if it's going to, you know, meet that line or not. Yeah, you know, I, I took Tampa to cover in my – in the pick five pools I'm in. Uh, I, I have a hard time seeing Tampa not hitting close to around 30. Yeah. And in the Cowboys, I think I think if they get about three touchdowns, I, I think that would probably be more of an overachievement. Like, I, I think I think if they get three touchdowns, that would be a surprise. Yeah, I think I just think with all the firepower they have and given that the game could turn to a shootout, I think they could get to three or four just because of like garbage time touchdown drives and stuff like that. But yeah, I could see a situation where it's, you know, that team, I, I didn't realize this. I heard this the other day too. Apparently the Bucks are the first team to return all 22 starters 
on off it's, like it's yeah I, I knew i knew that because like, uh, i listened to uh, uh, uh mad dog show yeah. and he has on uh ira kaufman who's like a tampa bay area reporter so he's like he's drinking the kool-aid thinking oh, that yeah. they're, they're gonna like be close to running the table and they're gonna have like phenomenal year but yeah. he, he's mentioned a couple times that they have 22 uh uh returner all 22 uh, players coming back right and you just have that experience on both sides of the ball versus the Cowboys who really, they have a lot of young players on the defensive side. And I feel like that never bodes well, especially when you're going against a defending Super Bowl champ. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going against them in this one. And I ever brought up on his spot yesterday that, uh, um, Tampa's getting to be an older team. They do have some young guys starting to get in the mix now. Joe Tryon from Washington, they drafted. Hmm. Um, but you need to keep in mind, that's that's what I guess the one thing that might simmer expectations a bit. You know, guys like Gronk and Brady have been more than around the block at this point. Even guys like Indomit and Sue are, you know, thir- 30s at this point. Yeah. So they, they, are, they are an older team, but in, in an opener, I think that certainly helps. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What um what are you thinking for the final score for this game? Hmm. I'm gonna say something like I wanna say like 3124. 3124. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah, I think-, I think I think it's gonna come down to like in the fourth quarter, it's gonna be more like 31 17 and you kind of feel like the bucks are like totally in control and then it's you know typical situation where it's like cowboys go down and score there's still like enough time to maybe get the ball back but bucks just like you know get that first down that's what yeah i'm full well expecting brady to feast on the cowboys defense cowboys defense has been rough the last the last couple yeah last year last year was just not good though i think towards the end of the season they kind of salvaged some things but man mike nolan just like he and also just like covid like they had no training camp to actually install any sort of defense so it, it was just uphill sledding so they, they had some rough games last year. I mean, <laughs> remembering it, like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I probably watch a few Cowboys games a year, but the, that Browns game that just turned on a dime, like there were, it was a cl- close game. And then the, the Browns, I think got a Beckham touchdown. Then they got, I think a defensive, I want to say like a fumble recovery for a touchdown or something. Yeah. It was like, and, and like all of a sudden it was like a freight train. And then that, I think it was Thanksgiving, that, uh, that Washington game. Was yeah. just like it were watching. I think scored three touchdowns. Gibson scored three touchdowns. I think that game was crazy too. I mean, it's it's obviously different. And then the one game with the new GM prime time was rough too. I guess I think Eagles. I don't even want to remember that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the games that I remember the Cowboys playing last year, they all seemed to be pretty rough. Yeah. Um. What What's your score prediction? Yeah, I actually think that 31 is a magic number. I, 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 I have a hard time seeing Tampa not hitting 30. I just don't think the Cowboys are going to be as good as you think. I think it'll be 31-20, I think. Like I said, I took the Bucs in the, in the pool I'm in. Right. So uh, I'll, I'll take the Bucs minus, I guess, eight and a half, but it's gone up to nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Um, so that, that game's kicking off in about 15 minutes. Uh, it, should be, it should be a great game. Um, and uh, – 
we're gonna we're gonna see you know how Tampa starts out. I actually I think Tampa is gonna wind up having a very good year though. I, I will say I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw it might have been like a, a Dallas Cowboys post or a Dak press. It's probably a Dallas Cowboys post, but it was just like Dak going through warmups. And regardless of like what happens in this game, like it's just awesome that he's back on the field, you know, yeah. playing again. And, you know, there's he was in contention for like MVP early on the season just because of the stats he was putting up. But now it's like he he's a prime candidate for comeback player of the year, like 100 percent. You know, if he has a season anywhere close to what he was on pace for last season. So I'm just like I'm kind of just like happy for him to be able to play again. And it's like you want your team to win. But there are also like other important things when it comes to like what these you know, this just being these guys career and just getting that opportunity to play. So, yeah, definitely. So, Paul, heading into the weekend now, what's the what's the biggest things you're looking to this weekend for for week one of the NFL? Um, so I'm looking to see like I'm interested in some of the younger teams who maybe like you saw some bright spots last year. They've added a little bit more talent. Can they, you know, take another step in the right direction or is there going to be some more like regression? So like a couple of teams that stand out to me, I was looking at some of the matchups and one that really interested me was the, uh, the, where is it now? Uh, the Bengals and Vikings game. And like Joe Burrow played well last year in the games that he played before he got injured. And I know they added some more players on the offensive line. Um, they added in, um, I believe it was Jamar Chase, although I've heard some, not so great things about like him coming out of camp. Um, but it's, I think there's just like a little bit more excitement around that team. And, you know, again, like when you have a really good quarterback, who like who knows what can happen. So I actually picked them to beat the Vikings just because I want to troll Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm like looking at them. I think the Jets are also like a really interesting team. Um, again, just like, feel like they've done a good job of trying to build something there. Um, and curious to see, um, uh, was it Zach Wilson, the quarterback? Yeah. His name. Yeah. Um, and see what, cause I think like Tony Romo was like high on him. It was like, he could be a top three quarterback in the next couple of years. So, yeah. um, you know, and there's no reason to think like a rookie quarterback can't be successful. Like you've seen it before. So um, I'm curious to see how they do too. That's kind of like what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the beautiful thing about week one is that every team is zero and zero yeah. to me. And this is, this has started to become a big issue in the NFL is later. And I honestly think the extra week is going to exacerbate this problem is that as you start to get to like week 12, week 13, if you get like weeks where it's like bad teams facing good teams, you start to get like an awful lot of clunkers. Mm. And like there's, there will be weeks where there's only like three or four good games. That's true. Yeah. It's hard to like, you like, you kind of go in with the mindset of like, Oh, it's any given week. Any team can really like, you know, uh, have a fighting chance, but like, really, it's like, yeah, by that point in the season, you kind of know who's good and who's not. 
Yeah. Um, exactly. And then it's, you know, you feel like teams are either like, I don't know, like teams that are losing, I don't think we'll ever like say flat out, like, yeah, we're playing to lose so we can get a higher draft pick. But like, yeah. Um, I mean, like teams you know, like, like the Texans this year probably are not going to try to win that many games. Like that, yeah, they don't like, have the personnel to really yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who's even on that team right now? <laughs> like, Someone said try to name like two players and like Philip Lindsay and is is Blue still on the team? The running oh, <laughs> Alfred... what Alfred Blue? Yeah. Let me I, see. I don't think so. I think David Johnson is. It was him. Oh David Dodge. Um... Oh Phil Lindsay's on, on the Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah, he is. And then there was Mark Ingram. Oh man, Mark Ingram. He should stay with Baltimore. <laughs> they could use a bat. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, dude. Imagine if he gets cut. Like he, I wonder if he'd go back there. That would uh, be a, a good spot because he knows the system. Oh man, their receiving core is tough too. Jordan, Jordan Akins, Danny Amendola, Anthony Oclair, Faro Brown, Jalen Camp, Nico Collins, Chris Conley, Brandon Cooks, Brevin Jordan, Anthony Miller, Andre Roberts, and Jordan Vesey. That's like. <laughs> there were some names I reckon. I actually feel like I recognize. Yeah, like Farrell Brown or uh, Aiken, you know, like guys like that. Yeah, that's that's so random. So, yeah, the, the nice thing this week, I mean, for for the a couple of the poorer teams is that they're ha- they happen to be facing each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a couple, you know, supposed to be bad teams that could actually start out one and now. You know, Eagles play the Falcons. Yeah. Neither of those two are supposed to be probably any more than six, seven, one teams. You got the Jets and the Panthers. I don't think anyone thinks the Panthers are great. And then the Jets. Um, and then you got the, I guess the Vikings Bengals. A lot of people think the Vikings are going to have a bad year this year. Um, and then Jaguars, Texans and, and Broncos giants. Yeah. 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 So, I actually, now that you mention it, I kind of feel like all of these games are like, pretty well matched you know like all these teams i feel like can kind of like are on the same playing field you know it's not like the chiefs are going up the going up against the you know Bengals or something like that you know yeah like, i mean uh, the the third biggest spread this week is bill Steelers. like think think about that i mean yeah. Steelers are a pretty decent team yeah yeah the two biggest lot or i guess that's a sunday's games because tonight's a big line but the, the biggest games are uh, Niners giving seven and a half to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, and then Rams giving seven and a half to the Bears. And it's Bill Steelers. So I, it's, a, it's a pretty good group of games. I mean, here's the, here's the rundown. The one o'clock games, Philadelphia against Atlanta, Jets, Panthers. I think this one's a sneaky good game. Chargers, Washington. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, Detroit. Pittsburgh, Buffalo is another good game at one o'clock. Seahawks against the Colts at one. That's a good game. Vikings, Bengals, Jaguars, Texans, Cardinals, uh, Titans at, at one as well. And then the four o'clock games are Dolphins, Patriots, uh, Broncos, Giants, Packers, Saints, Browns, Chiefs, 820. And I was saying this to you before, Paul, um, but I don't know how many years we're going to get this Bears-Rams game in prime time. The game never turns out to be anything more than like a Rams 27-10 to 10 win. The Bears just don't have enough offense to keep up with the Rams. 
And it's kind of, it's it's just a lame game. The Bears don't have the the uh, horses to run with the the Rams for the most part. And I think they've played this game two or three years in a row at nighttime. And it's just it's never a good game. I feel like it comes down more to like defense because like I feel like the Bears recently and also like historically have been associated with good defenses. Like I feel like a few years ago they had a pretty stellar defense. Um, if not even recently than that. Um, and same with the Rams. Like, the Rams have had a good defense um, last several years. So, like, when you think of it, those two teams going up in that regard, like, they're, it, it seems like it's going to be a competitive game. But then, like you said, it's like, just offensively, they're two totally different teams. Like, even when Jared Goff was the quarterback of the Rams, like, Sean McVay is a, is a really good offensive coordinator. So, like you're going to get more out of that offense with Jared Goff, however you think of him, than like you would with the Bears and like whoever they had, like Mitch Trubisky. Like, okay, you know, yeah. like he wasn't – he he was not on Goff's level, I would argue, um, and he did not have the same like offensive coordinator. So it's like, yeah, like you said, when it comes to that game, offense is just kind of lacking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you want to run, run through these games right now, Paul, and give, give yeah. our picks for each, each one. Yeah. Do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want me to run through all of mine and then we'll run through all of yours? Do you want to do them? Yeah, sure. We'll do okay. that. So, so yeah. Eagles Falcons. I'm picking the Falcons over the Eagles, mostly just because the Falcons are at home. Um, mm-hmm. but I could see that game being close. Um, I think, um, Jalen Hurts played well towards the end of the season i think i think he could be um you know a good weapon for that team so i'm always like quarterback as long as the quarterback's good like you have a chance so and i'm curious to see what Devontae smith is gonna do um he he has a lot of hype um next up with uh i've built or just panthers i'll run down yeah okay just panthers Yeah. Um, I, oh my God, I flip flop with this so much. I wanted to pick the jets, but I just don't think I can. I think Sam Darnold's going to have a revenge game (laughs) and just, uh, you know, pull it out for the Panthers. Um, but I do also think that the jets can kind of show some things to get the fans excited about. Yeah. I I think defensively, I think this will actually be a pretty good game. I think, this this feels like a like a 24-17 Panthers win, like yeah. written all over it. Yeah, I could see that. Um next one, uh Chargers against Washington. I have Washington over the Chargers. Um, you know, uh Justin Herbert. Um, you know, he can probably come out and show the same stuff he did last year. And the Chargers have like offensive weapons to be able to do that. Um, but Washington's defense is really good. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now the quarterback, and he's he's shown that he can be, you know, a leader and um, be capable at quarterback and do some good things. Um, Terry McLaughlin uh, is, um, you know, he's he's a good weapon. Um, so yeah, I th- I think just Washington being at home with the defense they have, they're they're in a good shot to pull that one out too. I think that one will be close too, kind of similar to like Jets and um, Panthers, but just on like another level up. It's a one point spread. So you're, yeah. you're right in that line of thinking. Uh, 
I think I think I know where you're going here. 49ers against the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking the Lions. Uh, no, uh, I uh, definitely have the 49ers. Um, I just can't picture a world where like the Lions are able to compete. Like I, I just yeah. yeah, I don't think they're they're close. Yeah. No, I think I think this is probably an ugly game. Yeah. For the line, I'm expecting the Niners. Yeah, I'm expecting the Niners to have a big, big time bounce back here. Yeah. Um, uh, Pittsburgh against Buffalo. I definitely have Buffalo for this one. It, you kind of saw towards the end of last year the Steelers kind of falling off, um, and you know Buffalo is really, really good um, top team last year. So I, I think they're gonna. I think they're going to pull that one out. I think they're. What do you home think too. about the Bills giving six and a half with that? Um, honestly, I'm not too shocked by it. Like, I oh, really think, okay. Yeah, I think they can pull that off. I I would be surprised if it was like a blowout. Um, but I could see them winning by a touchdown. Okay. I could see them pulling it out. Yeah, games like that it happen off the you know, like the Chiefs Bills. Like sometimes the line for that will be like eight, and the yeah. Chiefs win like 38 to 28 or something like that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh next one up. I, I think there's one of the better games this week. Seahawks against the Colts. Yeah, this is another tough one. I think this game's gonna is, is Carson Wentz playing? That's the question. I believe he is. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was with Wentz because originally I had heard like a five to a twelve week injury, and now all of a sudden it sounds like he's playing. Yeah, he is. Um, he is uh, definitely he's playing. So I think, I think if they're able to, um, Dante's blowing up my phone right now. He's like, <laughs> pray for Dak, pray for Zeke. <laughs> Did the game just start? Yeah, it just it, it just kicked off. Oh God! <laughs> Can't wait to see those updates. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think like Carson Wentz, you know, had a bad like last couple of years in Philly. Um, maybe deserved, maybe not. Um, and you know, fresh situation. Let's see what he can do. But you know, Russell Russell Wilson is so dynamic. DK Metcalf is too. Um, you know, I'm 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 still gonna lean with the Seahawks in this one. I am curious to see the Colts defense though, because their their defense is really good. So, you know, maybe they can stop the Seahawks enough to put some pressure on them, and Wentz just does enough to help them get get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already said Bengals. You like right? Yes, I I think the Bengals are gonna pull an upset there. And they're going to steal one from underneath the Vikings. Uh, don't know what that means for the rest of their season, but maybe Joe Burrow just goes off. It seems like a pretty big sentiment. Uh, what? Why are so many people down the Vikings? The cousins because with the COVID stuff, or they don't like the coach? Like it seems like a lot of people. Like the Bears and the Lions are still in in that division. Someone has to win games, unless the Packers are going to go yeah. undefeated. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like a eight win team or like hovering around there, like eight, yeah. nine win team. Um, kind of like for the same reasons you said, you know, they probably win one against the bears, if not, you know, both. Um, I mean, they've, 
their offense is like good. Yeah, Dalvin, right. Like Dalvin Cook. I mean, they got pieces. They got pieces. Yeah, it's you know, I, I don't know as much about their defense, but again, it's like you know, that's a lot of offensive weapons to work with. So yeah, um, I think it's going to be, you know, again, maybe I'm just like you know, picking the Bengals here is just again like another troll move on my part, but. Um, you know, I think again, the reason why I would not be surprised if the Vikings lose or just don't do as well as they could is because I feel like they're like a weird team. Like yeah. they play in some weird games where it's like they have all this potential and then they just they don't play up to it. So I think that's where I'm at. I mean, looking they they have a fairly manageable schedule too for the Vikings. They got I mean, the first three games are at the Bengals, at the Cardinals, home against the Seahawks. Then in October, home against the Lions, at the Panthers, a buy, and then home against the Cowboys. Like, yeah. it's not that intimidating. Uh, yeah. You know, November's tough at the Ravens, at the Chargers, Packers, at the Niners. That's a hard month. And then they finish um, at the Lions, Steelers, at the Bears, Rams, at the Packers, home against the Bears. So that's yeah, a little better than November. It's a, uh, but you know, look at I think the I think the September October stretch is pretty doable. I mean, I, I think they could be. Uh, they play what seven games? I think they could be like four and three, five and two. And, and by that point in the season, like you don't know what's happening with other teams. Like they yeah, might exactly. Be players like you just might they might be able to pull out some matchups. Yeah. Um. Next one up is the uh, Jaguars and, and Texans. <laughs> Jaguars, Texans. Uh, who did I get for this one? Did I even make a pick for this one? Why did I just like completely miss this game? I'm definitely, I'm going to pick the Jaguars. I'm picking the Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence coming in. Um, you know, I think they had some good uh, weapons on offense too. Maybe not like, superstar level but definitely some talent um and the texans are just like a mess like who's even starting at quarterback for them right now it's tyrod taylor they oh, they are not going with watson so yeah i i just think there's too much going on with that team that like i, I don't expect them to really do well the texans that is um versus the the Jaguars I think there's a lot of um excitement you know Trevor Lawrence again has a lot of hype around him um so I think the best case scenario for a rookie quarterback who's hyped to come into facing a team like the Texans yeah it's a, it's a good opportunity for both Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence to get off to a good start uh you know Texans they got a good chance against I think I mean they open us a three-point road favorite they're, or they are uh, a three-point road favorite right now, and I actually like them to win that game. Yeah. Um, next game up, Cardinals and the Titans. Yeah, I think you and I talked about this earlier. I think you were leaning more towards the Titans, but I got to say, I think, I think I'm going with the Cardinals. I think right. the Cardinals have enough pieces on defense. You know, you get somebody like J.J. Watt in there too who's like, Obviously, he's creeping up in age. He's had he has his injury history, but like when he's playing, like he's he's a difference maker. And 
Um, they have uh, Buda Baker in the secondary, you know, another like big name, um, yeah. high quality player. Um, and then offense, you know, Kyler Murray. Um, uh, who, so they have DeAndre Hopkins. Who was the other guy across from him, though? Not Christian Kirk. I feel like there was one other guy who was. Uh... Uh, let me get it. Uh, yeah, Kirk's good, though, too. They got. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It is. Uh, they got. Uh, Cardinals got AJ Green now. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, they got uh, Josh uh, um, Josh Doxson. I think he went to TCU. Yeah. They Wasn't got Max he... Williams. At, he's a tight end. Rondale Moore. Andy Isabella had a couple nice moments. Yeah. But he's uh, more of like a slot guy anyway, I feel like, right? He's smaller. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's their – that's their uh, pretty much – I mean, running through the receivers, Andre – uh, B- uh, Baselia, D- Daryl Daniels, he's all right too. Yeah, Josh yeah. Doxson, Greg Dorch, AJ Green, Demetrius Harris, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, Andy Isabella, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, Bernard Sikovitz, Ross Travis, Antoine Wesley, and Max Williams. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, I think there's enough to definitely compete. I think that's going to be a close game too, probably closer than people think. Um, and you know, you're, <laughs> I don't know about Super Bowl, but it's like, they're, they're in different conferences. It's not really going to matter, but like, if these two teams were able to face each other in the playoffs before the Super Bowl, I, I could see them like meeting in like, you know, divisional round, you know, being like those two deeper teams. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I hear like a four or five seed in the division. Yeah. 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 Like that's kind of where I see them at right now. Yeah. Um, so that, that's all for the that's all for the one o'clock games, and then the four o'clock, uh, Dolphins Patriots. Um, I'm going with your your Dolphins. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with them. Um, yeah, I actually I really like them in the spot too. Yeah, uh, I think I think Mac Jones. I I think he's he's gonna want to be a good NFL player, but I really like having the ha- having him play against a decent NFL defense. Uh, in the first game, I, I, th- I think yeah. that's going to pose trouble for him. I, I really do. What, that was kind of my thought process, too, is like Dolphins, I think, have a like they have a good defense. Um, and, you know, I don't know what you've seen out of camp with like Tua, um, but even he's gotten some like new weapons, um, you know, made available to him. Uh, who'd they yeah, get no, I mean, we have a couple nice pieces, I think, now. Yeah, they got Malcolm Brown from the Rams. Yeah. They got um, uh, the um, they have uh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, they got Waddle now, and then they got uh, the other receiver, um, Fuller, from Texans. Oh, oh, but he's suspended. I thought. Yeah, he's suspended right now. Yeah. But I mean, Fuller, Fuller was the Texans' best that. receiver. Well, I thought. Wait, Yo, I gotta year. see if he's available in fantasy. Actually. I mean, I was talking with someone the other day. I mean, the pieces are nice. I mean, you're talking Fuller, Gasicki, Jakeem Grant's all right. Um, you know, Matt Collins, Alan Hearns, they're all, they're all right, serviceable. Devontae Parker. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Waddell, 
Preston Williams has that his moments, and Albert Wilson. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good group of receivers. Yeah. Uh, you know. So we'll see. I'm I'm picking them. Um again, another game I could see that's close just because of um, you know, Belichick. Like the rivalry game. I mean, Dolphins yeah. Pats, especially now that the Dolphins are halfway decent, like with, with Brady or, or with Brady when we were awful. There was always one game we would lose like 45 nothing or like 27 nothing. And then the other game, we would like come close or actually beat them, yeah. no matter yeah. how good or bad we were. <laughs> like we could be awful. And the one game, like I remember there was one year my friend called me up. The Dolphins are down, I think, like 28 15. They scored, recovered the outside kick. It was a Monday night football game back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And <clears throat> I think the Pats were like close to a one seed. Dolphins were like two and 14, and they wound yeah. up winning that game. Wasn't there the one, too, where, like, a Dolphins player, like, maybe this was the same game. He, like, ran a, like, kick return back for a touchdown or something. Like, Gronk was, like, one of the last people to stop him, and he, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was was the game two, or no, three years ago. It, uh, it was like a Hail Mary play, yeah. and, he threw, and he started running around and then yeah. wound up going to the uh, end zone. Yeah. yeah. You love it. You love to see it. That, that was an incredible play. And then, well, and then two years ago, we knocked them from being a, 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 a team with a bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, yeah. uh, that was a huge upset. I think we were like a three touchdown underdog almost. Uh, just so you know, Paul, it's uh, third and fifteen in the Cowboys game. They're uh, nine forty-five. I know. I'm I'm following the game. They, they forced the Buccaneers to punt right out the gate, so that's good. Yeah, and I'm noticing from this play-by-play that like the so they were they were cruising along, and then it was two back-to-back incompletions, and that's just like killer because then you go from third and ten to like now it's third and fifteen. Like everybody knows what's coming. So yeah, yeah. So that's obviously like not amazing, but again, I think that's an okay start to this game if you're a Cowboys fan. Oh no, yeah, I mean it's uh, getting the point right out the gate, and you know if they pick up five ten yards here, they'll they'll have about fifty yard field goal. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna punt because it's yeah they're they're punting. It looks like it can be pass, yeah. But yeah, they'll pin they'll pin the Bucks back deep though. Yeah, those last three passes all went to CD Lamb. Yeah. So guess who's going to get the ball tonight? <laughs> uh, next up, a, a local game, uh, the Broncos against the Giants. God. Broncos. Uh, yeah. Again, I feel like I, both of these teams, I feel like, are in weird spots where it's like they have talent, but they're really not like neither one of these teams excites me in any way. Like even from yeah, like, the they, they both have something to prove. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're at the point. They, they're at the point. They could go two directions, basically. I mean, like, is it time for the giants to like pick up the pace and Daniel Jones start coming to life a little bit? Yeah. And still always able. And then same thing for the Broncos. I mean, they made the switch to from lock to Bridgewater. And right. you know it, their their defense, I think, is is healthy at this point, and they should be able to. I actually think they're going to be one of the sleeper teams in the NFL this year. I think their defense is pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and I, you know, I I think they could be every bit. I said this last week or two weeks ago. I think they could be every bit as good as the Chargers, and I think they're better than the Raiders. 
I feel so, like they could have a potential to be like the Minnesota Vikings, but like in a more like optimistic sense. So like you have this team who you're not really expecting much of. They have some talent, but like they they're able to play well enough, string some games together and like overachieve versus like the Vikings where it's like same sort of situation, but like underachieving. So it's, yeah, I think that's kind of like the situation they could be in. Yeah. Uh, and then the next game up is the Packers Saints. Um, and keep in mind, uh, this game, because of the hurricane, got, is, is no longer in New Orleans. It is relocated to Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field. Oh, interesting. I yeah. did not know that. Still probably doesn't change my pick. I picked the Packers. Um, but this game, too, I could see being closer than uh, people think. And I would not be surprised if actually the Saints win. Really? Mostly because if I've the Saints seen... win, this is the type of game that could really boost them to a good year. Yeah. And like and some like... people are totally writing off the Saints because of Jameis. I still think they could be a wild card team. Yeah. Like I the NFC to me is a the West is very good, but after that, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, Tampa should be very good, and then the Packers, but that leaves two other teams like to kind of yeah, I mean, yeah. someone needs to win the East, obviously, but that last team is crapshoot as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, no, I I agree with what you're saying. And then, honestly, I mean, if you think about the the uh, a lot of people, Rams and Ravens, a lot of the people both love. But the bottom line is still Matthew Stafford is the Rams quarterback, and yeah. he historically has left a lot to be desired. And then a lot of people are just – I think people are underestimating the back's importance a lot. I mean, Cam Akers is going to be a huge part of that team. Yeah. And the Rams don't have him this year. And then the Ravens don't have any of those running backs, which is crazy. Yeah, again, it's, it's kind of like you can talk about – like if you look at like analytics, they will say that like the running back position just gener- – is like not one of the more important positions. That said, it's like – if you have a really good player at that position, somebody who you have to account for, then that is just another thing to plan around. So like, you don't want to walk, you're not going to walk onto the field with like some practice squad running back who has like no experience and, you know, banking on the fact that he's going to be able to perform. Like that's going to be a last case scenario. So like, if, if you have a guy like a, you know, again, like a Dalvin cook or like, uh, Alvin Kamara, like those guys are just, they're able to do so much. So like, yeah, when it comes to that running back position, you know, you, you want to have somebody there who can be another weapon. Um, I just would, I guess it's like the argument is that that talent is easier to replicate than at some other positions. Yeah. Um, and then the other four, the other four o'clock game is another good one. It's the Chiefs and the uh, Browns. Chiefs are hosting. How crazy would it be if the Browns won this game? I, you know, they were really close to beating them last year in the playoffs. How crazy would it be? I yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's impossible. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the shoulders of OBJ. I'm gonna put it on his shoulders because they're deep. Like um, their offensive line is good. OBJ was hurt 
for a decent amount of last year. Like if he can get back to that, like game changer status, you know, then that team has potential to be dangerous too. Like, cause Baker Mayfield's good enough to, to do some things with that team. You know, he's not, he's not a liability. Um, and they have, they have a great running back tandem in Nick Chubb and uh, oh my God, what's the other guy's name? Kareem Hunt. Kareem, yeah. um, and their defense is good. So they've, they've got a, they've got a well-built team. It's just, it's the chiefs, you know, like, you always have to kind of lean into the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, I, I I take it you're going to take the Rams against the Bears. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually really excited to see how the um, how Matt Stafford does. Because, like, yeah, has he ever been in a position where he's, like, had an offensive coordinator like Sean McVay? No, I don't think the, so. He's got yeah. the talent. So, yeah. like, now you're combining talent with, like, a guy who's going to know how to use your talent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he could be dangerous. Yeah. And then the uh, last game of the week is the Ravens against the Raiders. This line all of a sudden is now down to four. So, people are taking the heart, the running backs. King Kong. It was as high – I think it was as high as, like, five, five and a half, and now it's down to four. Um. I picked originally the Ravens. Um, let me just check something real quick. Who is home? Las Vegas is home. Yeah. I'm going to go with the – I'm going to pick the Raiders instead. I'm going to pick the Raiders. I think, again, like they're, they're a good enough team. I think they took it to the Chiefs last year, right? Didn't they beat the Chiefs in one of those, in one of those weeks? They no, it was a, it was a close game. They lost though. I think oh, it was. Gotcha. It, um, I think it was like 38-31, something like that. The yeah. Chiefs got a first down and kneeled it. I think if I remember yeah, right. So, so them playing at home, all the stuff going on with Baltimore, I could see the Raiders winning that. Bucks have a first and goal for. I know. <laughs> I'm uh. <laughs> just, just waiting for it. Just punch it in. Or if they're going to punch it in, throw it to Mike Evans, please, because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. Even so, this, like, it, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I gave some of my picks just to run through. I, I'm actually going to take the Eagles stops at the Falcons. I, I, I feel like um, Jalen Hurts is going to have a good first game. I think the Falcons are. The Falcons are an ideal team for week one. I don't think their defense is particularly great. They're playing an older quarterback. Um, you know, I, I just think the young young quarterback is going to find ways to win this, basically. Yeah. Um, I like the Panthers. I, I like the Washington. I think Washington giving a point is a good, a good bet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their defense will make things tough for Herbert. Niners. Um, Bills, Seahawks. That's a tough game, though. Yeah. Uh, I like the Bengals. I like the Jaguars. Titans, Broncos. Yeah, Packers, Saints. Now it's tough. Yeah. I think the Packers by, like, a touchdown, but that's tough. Yeah. Chiefs, Rams, and I'll take the the Raiders. I don't know to win, but I like them to cover. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's a good opening week though for games. Uh, Bucks did just score. It was to Godwin, five yeah. yards. They didn't. They didn't listen to me. They threw it to the <laughs> wrong guy. So that puts them up seven nothing with five twenty three left in the first. Um, yeah. And then we'll uh, we'll do our uh, we'll do our playoff picks and um, who we think is going to make the win the Super Bowl. Ooh, okay. Um, all right. So, do you want to go by conference? Sure. Okay. We'll do. Uh, we'll do the NFC first. Okay. So, um, NFC North, I'd pick the Packers. Um, South. I'm going to say – I think the Saints – or no, Buccaneers. Buccaneers are going to win that. Buccaneers. West, I think the Rams are going to win it just because of uh, Stafford. I think he's going to uh, be really good for that team and take them – I mean – Obviously, they already went to the Super Bowl with golf, so I definitely think they can do that with Stafford. And then I'm going to pick my Cowboys to win the NFC East, even if they lose this game to the uh, Buccaneers. Um, wild card teams would be – how many are there this year? Is it still two? It's a 17 playoff in, in both leagues. Gotcha. So I'm going to pick – I think the Washington football team will get in there. Um, I think the, geez, I'm going to say the Cardinals. I think think I got to go Seahawks. Even like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was between like Seahawks and like Saints. Um, and I don't know why I trust the Cardinals more than the Seahawks. I just, yeah. You trust the Cardinals really? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So this is why I have as my playoffs. I have the Buccaneers being the one seed. San Francisco's the two. They'll play the Chicago Bears in the first round. Two in a two seven matchup. Wait, so you're 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 pick oh, oh two seven. Okay, okay. Two set, yeah. I got Green Bay, Seattle in the three six. I'll say Green Bay wins that, and then I've got Washington against the Rams in the four five. Okay, and from there I'll say I'll say Tampa against the Rams. Rams upset Tampa in the five one. Okay, and then in the other I'll say. San Francisco beats Green Bay in the two three. San Francisco beats LA to go to the Super Bowl. Dang man, you're you're high on the San Francisco train. I think they're a good team. I think they're a good team. I think they last year was just like, you know, stuff happened. Yeah, you know, a lot of injuries and yeah. Is that gonna be with Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? Lance. (laughs) 
Trey Lance leading them to the Super Bowl. Oh my God. I love that. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Michael Gallup, eight yard catch. Love it. It's got me 1.3 points. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who do you have coming out to make the Super Bowl? Um, oh, on the NFC side? Um, yeah. Cowboys. Nah. Uh, yeah, nah, I don't think them. Um, I'm going to say the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams to make it to the Super Bowl. Really? Like, I really, I really do think Stafford is, is going to ha- like make it there. I think they're going to have a good offense. Their defense is going to be good. Like, I, I think he's going to be able to pull it off. Cool. And now uh, what would be your picks for uh, AFC? All right, bear with me now. I always know the NFC divisions better than I know. <laughs> um, for the North, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna pick the Browns. Right there in the North. Yeah. Um, South. Dude, I gotta like pull up these divisions. Hold on, give me a second. Unless you want to help me. Yeah, so oh wait, no, I hear I hear I can I can okay. um okay. Um in the south, I'm gonna go with Tennessee. West, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, and in the east, Buffalo. I think the wild card teams are going to be I'm gonna say. Dolphins. This is in no particular order, too. Yeah. Going to be the Dolphins, the Chargers, and I think the Ravens. Though I really want to say the Colts, actually. You know what? I'm going to say the Colts. I think Carson Wentz is going to have a bounce back year. The Colts. All right. And then to represent the Super Bowl on that side is going to be. Let's see here. I think the Bills. Give me Bills. Give me a Bills Rams Super Bowl. I think that. Yeah, that'd be a good game. That'd be a fun game. Dude, this drive, right? Sorry, I keep going back to this game cast, man, but <laughs> this drive has just been all passing for the Cowboys. Like, I don't think Zeke's gotten the ball once. <laughs> also, what was the uh, the uh, line for uh, Dak Prescott completions? 25? 25, 25 and a half. First quarter isn't over. He's already at nine. Yeah, I kind of figured he's, he's yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's looking good. Um, so this is what I got. I got, I actually got a lot of rematches on paper looking at it. So I think Bills, Bills will be the one seed. I do have Miami finally making the playoffs, but they get unfortunately Kansas City first round. So that's short lived. Upset. Upset. Then I got this would be a fun game: Cleveland against Indianapolis. I got in the 3-6 matchup. Yeah, and then was- I, once again, and they've had their number lately, Tennessee-Baltimore. But this year, I think Baltimore beats Tennessee. Ooh. And 
So in my in my divisional rounds, I've got Buffalo beating Baltimore. And I'll say it, they were close last year. Cleveland beats Kansas City. Nice. And I like Buffalo it. I like in an AFC title game for the ages. Buffalo, Cleveland. You, Buff- you, Buffalo makes a Super Bowl. Dude. That, <laughs> Buffalo, Cleveland, AFC championship would be awesome. Yeah, that would be good. That would be awesome. Yeah. See now, like I feel like Josh Allen again is like he's better than Baker, but like, yeah, I think I, that's tough. That's 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 that would be a really good game, man. I hope we get that. And then uh, for the Super Bowl, I will take the 49ers to beat the Bills. 49ers to beat the wait to beat the Bills. I thought you had the Browns going to the Super Bowl. No, but I got Buffalo beating Cleveland. Oh, 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 oh! I heard you wrong. Dang, man, I was hoping. 49ers Browns. God, that would be a Super Bowl match. It would be like what? Yeah, right. <laughs> like a decorated Super Bowl team versus one that's never what been there. Or yeah. All right, Browns have yeah. Browns never been there, right? Yeah. I think so. I think they're one. Bengals lost to the Niners in the eighties. On the on the catch, yeah. Bills Bills Niners would be a good. That'd be a good Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that'd be a good game. Dude, this Danny, this game might turn into a shootout. It's seven seven. Is it real? Yeah, CD Lamb on a twenty-two yard touchdown. Let's see. Dak Prescott. 7-6. They missed the extra point. Dak 9-12 already. <laughs> Did they miss the extra point? Yeah, show that. I don't even know who their kicker no, is. No, it's just touchdown penny confirmation. They must have went to a commercial or something. Oh. Tell me it was out of bounds. Well, who, scored, who scored there? C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you said, yeah. See... You know, I, I'm feeling good. And maybe we'll get into this when we talk about fantasy. Um, but, yeah, Michael Gallup, I think, is a forgotten man on that team. He's, he's like, the guy that, like, stretches the field. I feel like he usually runs more of the vertical routes. Um, so he always has that, like, big play potential. But. Yeah. Um. I'll just talk – we'll uh, shift the fantasy in a sec, but I just want to talk about college real quick, just yeah. what caught my eye last weekend, and then do a couple picks for, for this weekend. So the the big story from last weekend is uh, the, the amazing way Georgia played defense against Clemson, holding a very good Clemson offense to just three points. Uh, I mean, Georgia – JT Daniels has some work to do, but their defense was so good it really didn't matter. Uh, so the, the big the big question now is will Clemson wind up making the uh, the playoffs with this loss? And I really don't think so. Like moving forward, they have two games. They have, to me, the idea of Alabama scheduling both Mercer and New Mexico State, and then Clemson like being as good as they are scheduling uh, South Carolina State and uh, U- Connecticut. 
<laughs> who might not win more than a game or two all year if they're lucky is is a joke. And it's just it's not giving college football fans what they want. I mean, it's they're walks in the park. At least play like an Eastern Michigan or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson really needs to. Uh, uh, they need an SEC team. They need Georgia to. I mean, because if they both have one loss, George is going to make it over them. But then they need some other SEC team not to lose more than one game. And you're, you know, probably talking about teams like Texas A&M, uh, teams like that, that I just – there's probably going to be two teams in the SEC with no more than, uh, than one or two losses. And just looking at the rest of Clemson's schedule, they, I'm sure they have a couple tough games. Um, they got – let's see. So, they, I mean, they have South Carolina State. Like, there's no real chance to boost your schedule either. I mean, they don't I, – I mean, they could – they could feasibly not play another top 25 team all year. I mean, the, the teams aren't necessarily the worst, like NC State and Pittsburgh, but there's no team – you know, there's no team like uh, Georgia's going to play in the SEC. Like, they're going to get Florida still. They're going to get – uh, you know, Bama potentially in the SEC title game, different things like that. This is the Clemson schedule the rest of the way. South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, uh, who just lost to Northern Illinois as a three-touchdown favorite. That was a horrendous loss. At NC State, NC State could be tricky. Uh, Boston College at Syracuse, at Pittsburgh, home against Florida State, at Louisville, home against UConn, home against Lake Forest, and at South Carolina. Their November's a joke. Those teams really aren't very good. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, it's probably, you know, right now, if, Bama's definitely going to make the playoff. I think Georgia's in pretty good shape. They would have to lose more than the game. I don't know if they're going to do that. Georgia's remaining schedule is tougher than uh, Clemson's for sure. But this is their schedule. UAB this weekend, they're not going to lose that. South Carolina at Vanderbilt. So they got a pretty good start. Arkansas, you know, they'll, they'll win. At Auburn's tricky. That honestly might be the trickiest game of the year. Home against Kentucky. Kentucky, I think, is going to be somewhat feisty. At Florida, which is that? No, that's in Jacksonville, so it's it's a neutral. And then they end they end pretty easy. Missouri at Tennessee. Home against Charleston Southern and at Georgia Tech. So, you know, you could make the argument that our Auburn, Kentucky, Florida stretch, they might lose a game, or but I don't, I don't think they lose two games. I think there will definitely be a sense of urgency if they somehow drop the game to Auburn or Kentucky uh, and wind up beating Florida. Um, then you know, everyone always wants to make a big deal about uh, who Alabama's first week opponent is that they destroy. <laughs> And the, the bottom line, to me, I mean, yeah, it was an underwhelming performance by Miami. If you're a top 15, top 20 team, you would like to see them be, like, a little more competitive. Final score is 44 to 13 in that game, and the game probably wasn't as close as the score indicated somehow. Yeah. In, you know, a 31-point game. Uh, but the bottom line is you're looking at 10 to 25. Any of those teams would have lost the bound by the same score. I mean, Miami still has a full season to look forward to. You know, other than uh, this, just might not be the ACC's year. Uh, you know, if Clemson's out, North Carolina already lost to Virginia Tech. They were the other darling. Uh, you know, with a chance to somehow make it if they were to have a good year. If they had a bad loss to Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech, if they somehow run the table, could be in the mix. Maybe um, them if they somehow play Clemson later on. If if both teams are having good years, that could be a pretty good game. 
Um, I think I do believe they are in different divisions. Let me see. Yeah, Virginia Tech is in an opposite division than Clemson, so they could feasibly meet in the ACC title game. If somehow, like, they run the table and then Clemson's only one losses to Georgia, that could actually be a pretty big-time game. And the winner of that could potentially make the playoffs. But as of right now, I think you got to think it's probably uh, Georgia, Bama. Ohio State's not losing to me until further notice. I mean, and they're a type of team that would probably make it with one loss. And then I think Notre Dame will lose a couple games. So I guess your last team is probably Oklahoma. Uh, but I, I, Oklahoma really struggled against Tulane. I mean, Tulane had the ball with like two minutes to go with a chance to win. They were like a 30-point underdog that game. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tulane was very impressive. I mean, considering all, the game was supposed to be in New Orleans. Then, it, then it, they decided to move it to Oklahoma. And for them to be that feisty, I think, was really commendable of Tulane. And they really played a good game. I mean, they have a lot to be proud of. I mean, with the hurricane going on, the game getting moved. I think they trained with – I saw pictures of them practicing with Alabama. So they were in, like, Alabama for a few days before going to Norman. Like, they had a lot going on. I mean, they Tulane really played respectably, I thought. And they had a, a decent chance to win the game, honestly. Yeah. So, the bottom line, I think Oklahoma gets picked off somewhere. I mean, they do play Iowa State. So they have a game or two that that could be pretty tricky. Yeah. Um, but I think right now you're looking at those four as, as probably the playoff teams. I mean, Notre Dame's got a tough schedule. So if they somehow win, that could boost them over like in Oklahoma because their schedule probably is tougher. Um, and then just taking a look at the, the other ones. Um, UCF beat Boise in a very good game last Thursday. That was 36 to 31. And, uh, you know, so, uh, some of these um, – I think the most shocking one came late Saturday where Washington, as a three-touchdown favorite, got upset against Montana in a game I thought was going to be a walk in the park. Uh, I have a – I have Washington in, in as a team in, like, my the team wins pool, and I was counting that one as a win. They wound up losing yeah. that, and that was a horrendous loss. And honestly, to make it worse, I have San Diego State too. They were losing to New Mexico State as like a 35-point favorite, wow. but they wound up winning that at least. But um, Washington really uh, – let me see. Uh, it was a – let's see. It was a bad game by Washington. I mean, they scored, they scored very early on. It was uh, – let's see. It was a 13-7 final. They scored with 10 minutes left in the first quarter and never scored again, which is unbelievable. D Dylan Morris um, ran it in on a one-yard quarterback sneak. He, I mean, just a horrible game by him. 27 for 46, 226 yards against the FCS school. Just not, not really getting it done. They get Michigan this week, so that's that's a tall task. But I actually think with the way their defense played good. I mean, they they allowed 13 points, and that came later in the game. If Washington play continues to play defense like that, I think they can turn it around for sure. Um, and then some of the other, uh, some of the other big games. Uh, LSU wound up losing to UCLA, so Chip Kelly. Looks like he has the UCLA team on the right track, 2-0, uh, you know, with a lot of his players finally. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens when they play USC and Washington later in the year. Um, 
Utah State had a late touchdown to upset Washington State. That was pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> the game, the game I was listening to when I was in Tennessee last week on Tennessee radio was East Tennessee State beating Vanderbilt twenty-three to three. It's so bad. And the, the best was a guy, a guy turned returned to uh well it was, it was like a 20, it was an it was like a 95-yard interception return. And the I dude was taunting the whole time for East Tennessee State. And then they get they, they the ref threw a flag and it got overturned. Oh my god. <laughs> How I mean, that's <laughs> Between last week with that, with East Tennessee State beating Vanderbilt by 20 and then Holy Cross beating UConn. Like, the fact Vandy plays UConn this year is hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know, I mentioned I mentioned Norton, Illinois before beating Georgia Tech. That was Norton, Illinois, ever since um, Jordan Lynch uh, left, uh, has they haven't been a good team for a long time. You know, a few years back, if you remember, they actually played Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Um but they, they've fallen on rough times, and uh, that you know, Georgia Tech's not any great shakes for an ACC team, but it's still an ACC team, and maybe that could help Northern Illinois get going this year. Um, how about Rutgers dropping 61 against Temple? That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. I mean, a Temple, it, it shouldn't be a great team this year, but Rutgers to have the offensive explosion they did was pretty impressive. Um, and then Indiana losing 34 to 6 to me, somewhat troubling against Iowa. They got destroyed that first half. We're down 31 to 3. Um, uh, Michael Penix for Indiana, he's had this injury issue uh, with his knee. 14 for 31, 156, no touchdowns, three interceptions. For the team they had last year, uh, it's kind of disconcerting the effort they gave against Iowa. Iowa should be a good team this year, but that's. Um, it's not a good start you want to see for Hoosier fans at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, Penn State beat Wisconsin, ugly game, 16 to 10. Um, I think they missed an extra point. It was a, a two yard run for Kane that gave Penn State the win in that game. Wisconsin had a chance, drove downfield, and uh, wound up turning the ball over on downs uh, to lose that game, 16 10, the final minutes. And then, only other real. Um, the last, um, the last game of no, just Fresno State deserves some congratulations. And I said it on last week or two weeks ago's program too that I thought that was a good measuring stick game uh, against Oregon. They were about a three touchdown underdog, and they really they they showed their medal in that game. It was twenty four twenty four before Oregon uh, had a thirty yard run from Brown with three minutes left. And actually, Oregon was down twenty four seventeen two in that game. But Fresno State definitely showed their worth, and um, it definitely seemed like they're moving the program along a bit. Um, and if Oregon wound up winning 31 24, but like I said a couple weeks ago, I think Fresno State ultimately could be a borderline top 25 team. So it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward. And then just to uh, look ahead to, to this week, uh, just a couple picks that I like. Tomorrow night, they're not a good team, but this is a huge line. Kansas is a Big 12 team getting 26 points on the road against Coastal Carolina. That's just like, I mean, it was a. I think Kansas is actually favored in the game last year. And they lost to Coastal, and that was before Coastal, anyone knew how good they were. 
But I just, is Coastal really going to be a Big 12 team by four touchdowns on the road? It just seems like a lot to ask. Um, then uh, I like Florida Atlantic giving seven to Georgia Southern. Uh, the game's 3.30 on, on Saturday. Florida Atlantic's a pretty explosive team. Georgia Southern really struggled against Gardner-Webb last week. That's not a good sign. Gardner-Webb is pretty – they're a ho-hum, you know, FCS team, never never an elite team. That's kind of disconcerting. Uh, also, they tend to do like a triple option kind of offense. So while if you're a good team like Army, that's tough to stop, it kind of gets repetitive at times, and teams yeah. can protect against that. Uh, to me, seven, I just think they have too much offense. Um, I like – I like Washington to cover the touchdown spread against Michigan. I just think sometimes teams get off, have a clunker of a game. We've seen that in the past. Virginia Tech lost to James Madison the one year. Uh, I just think Washington's going to wind up being a pretty good team at the end of the day. I mean, they didn't they didn't get destroyed. It was a 13-7 game. The quarterback just needs to play better. Uh, they do have – I think they have Damon Heward's kid as, as a, another quarterback in the wings – uh, they Washington's normally pretty good with quarterbacks. They they've got a couple other quarterbacks they can rely on if Dylan Morris isn't panning out. Um, and Michigan, them beating Western Michigan by thirty points, like I wouldn't get all excited over. I think I, I think Washington will hang with them that game. Mm-hmm. Um, until further notice, and I, mean, I I said it last week, and that was a win. I think you need to take the unders in these San Diego State Arizona games or San Diego State games. San Diego State last year had like eight offensive touchdowns all year. Uh, they got That's off to a bad. sluggish start. Yeah, <laughs> they bad. got off to a sluggish start, and they were like a winning team. I think they were like eight and four last year. How is that um, possible? Yeah, they got off to a sluggish start against New Mexico State, which really helped that under. I think it was like 52 or 53. Wound up being a 20. It went, I think it was a 10 nothing game at halftime. New Mexico State was somehow winning that. Then San Diego State scored four touchdowns second half, twin 28 to 10. But they just don't have a good enough offense. And Arizona is a power conference team, but San Diego State will be able to stop them on offense. So I think that just has an underwritten all over it. Um, and then uh, the one line that's really, I know you don't really follow college that much, right, Paul? Negative. Yeah. Um, I'm not a college football guy. The one line that's really surprising me, Ohio State is giving over two touchdowns to Oregon. That's that's crazy. That's a, Oregon's like a, a 12th in the country, and Ohio yeah, State's yeah. giving – that's a lot of points. I guess, like, one of my questions is, like, obviously Bama is always a team that's, like, considered, like, the cream of the crop, you know. But, like – other teams like Ohio State, Clemson. I know I actually watched some of that Clemson Georgia game, and I was like, "Wow, this Clemson team looks bad. Crazy. Yeah, they look not good. Yeah, um, you know." But like, I guess like after Bama, you have these other teams, and the, the rest of the top twenty-five. How far? Like, what would you say is the divide between like teams? two through four or five and like everybody else in the field. I think, I think battle would probably, if they were to play Georgia, like someone like that, Georgia or Texas A&M, 
I think against Georgia, they'd probably be about 10-point favorite, something like that. And m they'd probably be like a 14, 15, 16-point favorite, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the teams like Georgia-Notre Dame, I think that'd be a close game. Clemson-Notre Dame, Clemson-Georgia again, that they'd all be close. Um, Ohio State against any of those teams would be close. Mm-hmm. Bama, uh, Alabama against Ohio State would probably be about like a nine or ten point spread, I would think. Gotcha. Um, you know, like teams like Coastal, if they played Bama, would probably be like a 25, 30 point underdog. Like there's still a gap for sure. Yeah. I mean, to give you like, I, I, maybe this is some, you know, some cl- uh, clarification. Like, um, it's actually a pretty good game. It's one of the better games this week. Um, Miami plays Appalachian State, and Appalachian State's like borderline top 25. Miami's now like 22. They're given nine. Okay. So, yeah. um, let's see. Uh, and what was what was the spread for Bama against Miami? 18 and a half. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of like, kind of gives me an idea of, you know, they would be about a two, two to three touchdown favorite against most right. of the top five. Right. Um, you know, we're from Jersey, so I think this is of some local interest. You know, Rutgers has Delaware next weekend, so they play Syracuse this week. They're actually a two-point favorite. If they win that, they have a chance to get off to a 3-0 start. Syracuse, if they were to win, is off to a 2-0 start. So, you know, two teams that normally don't – aren't great teams have a chance to go to and out. Um, I like this. It just seems like a huge line back-to-back weeks. UMass, and I think Pittsburgh is better than BC. UMass getting 37 at home against Boston College feels like a ton. Like I could, I mean, 41 to 41 to seven, they would cover that. I just, that seems like a lot of points. That's that's like, so that's crazy that that can be. You, you yeah, said well, this, oh my god! Like I can't even fathom that when like you're dealing with mostly like because I'm mostly just like watch the NFL. So when I see spread like yeah. spreads like that, I'm like, like oh, Ohio wow. State against you know like Akron given like 50, 52 or something. Um, I'm curious. They normally don't release the FCS FBS lines till later in the week. What is Bama Mercer going to be? Sixty? <laughs> That's going to be like ridiculous. Like, um, is that money on Mercer to upset? Or Clemson, South Carolina State, Clemson coming off a loss. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and then Oklahoma, Western Carolina this week. Uh. Yeah, it's not the great. I thought last week was better for college. And then I think the last one I like is uh, I, I don't even know if they're going to score. Eastern Michigan against Wisconsin. Wisconsin coming off a loss, given 26. I think Wisconsin blows them out. Mm. So, so those are my picks. Um, trying to just let's see. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Washington, plus, um, Washington plus seven. Florida Atlantic minus seven. Uh, Kansas getting 26 and a half tomorrow night. Uh, the San Diego State under. And then UMass under. 
And this last one, uh, Wisconsin, given 26. Nice. And then uh, we'll uh, briefly talk fantasy before wrapping up tonight's show. Uh, what, what's your take on fantasy football to start this year, Paul? Yeah, so for some context, I was picking 10th in my league. Uh, it's a snake draft, so I get the 10th pick, and then immediately I get the next pick. So that was nice to be able to double dip. Um, and, like, it's it's a weird spot to be in because, like, I kind of went through the players that would be available. And honestly, I was like – I'm going to be in a pretty good spot to pick up some good players, you know, like to, so basically my strategy was like, I'm going to like, I want to get a good, so I'll go round by round to kind of like give you a breakdown of what I did. So like first round uh, picking 10th, I picked up Nick Chubb who uh, Zeke Elliott had gone right before him. So if Zeke was still around, I would have picked back to back Zeke and Nick Chubb. Cause I think mm-hmm. that would have given me some like, you know, two, two bell calves. Um, but Zeke was gone. So I was teetering between taking, uh, like I was going to take Chubb, but then I was like, okay, I could take another running back here. Um, I think like, I want to say like players like Miles Sanders and like David Montgomery, like those guys were still available, Mm -hmm. but then I was like, okay, so I'm going to pick those guys. I really like, don't know what their seasons could be like. And so I just took Tyreek Hill. <laughs> I like, I, I, I took Tyreek. I was like, he got me a lot of points last season. And I feel good about like having a star running back and one of the best wide receivers um, in the league to start off the draft. Um, and then I followed that up with um, my next two picks, I believe were Chris Carson from Seattle and Mike Evans, who right now has not done anything in this uh, game. Unless Tampa did just take a 13-7 lead, I saw, or 14-7. and it was a two-yard completion to Gronk. I had a feeling Gronk was going to score. Tonight. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, he's a red zone weapon. That makes sense. Um, so, you know, so I have Chris Carson, Mike Evans. Um, and then, like, the next section was where I kind of, like, gone to bind um and it was it was funny because I, I ended up taking Dak at quarterback and like some guy in our league was like oh you took him too early and I'm like you don't realize that I'm not picking again for another 20 picks <laughs> like like there's not like I want a quarterback who I know is either going to be like high volume and can like run and score with their legs like so Dak again like even even if he doesn't run the dude was like lighting it up through the air like he has potential to drop easily 20 points a game um so i took him and then i think i followed that up with chase claypool the pittsburgh wide receiver um again i feel like he kind of took over as roethlisberger's um one of his go-to targets um so i'm hoping he's able to build on that season from last year um and then just to kind of like round things out, um, oh, I guess like somewhere in there was Gus Edwards, which 
now really upsets me because he's injured. Yeah, <laughs> and, for the year probably too, right? I, yeah, I don't know if that ACL injury was confirmed, but it, it, I was if if he had stayed healthy, chances are he would have been he would have been the lead back there with really like no competition and really to have his carries taken away. Yeah, he could have been another like pretty much like a bell cow. Um, but now that he's out, it's kind of like throws a wrench in my team. Cause now I have to pretty much rely on like wide receivers to make up for that. So I'm, I, I am kind of thinking at this point, I'm going to focus on like, you know, looking at how some of my players do in the beginning and like, think about trades I could make. I'm a big trade guy. I'm always like, Hey, like this guy looks like he's on the up yeah. and up. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make a trade for him because it's like, I don't, I don't care that much about trading away one player to shore up another position. And yeah. right now, like running back on my team, once again, is just, there's a lot to be desired. So, yeah. um, yeah. So my starters for tonight were Dak Prescott, Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Tyree Kill, Mike Evans. I got Jonu Smith, who I didn't realize is on New England now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was still on Tennessee, but hopefully he's a security blanket for good old Mac Jones. That's actually a really good pickup for knowing what John Smith. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, I think he signed. Like so I guess who, who's uh, Ferkser? I guess is still on the Titans. I know he always gets a lot of touchdowns too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chase Claypool, Michael Gallup, who's playing right now, and looks like he's gotten some receptions. Who knows how he's going to end the night? Um, they put Paul that, that 25 and a half. He's got like 14. <laughs> yeah, 13 for 16. <laughs> He's got to do that by like close to halftime. It's crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to get that. That is so, <laughs> that was so low. I don't know. I know. That. <laughs> that is like. No, I saw um, last year, there, there was a couple of games he had like 39, 38 completion. Like, it's a ton of completions. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing too, sidebar for this game that I'm, I'm noticing like the, I want to say that the two, Oh no, the first one was a long drive. The first Patriots drive that ended in a touchdown was 94 yards. That's big. Um, but their second one was only 50. If the Cowboys end up. Oh, you mean the box? You said pass. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, the bucks, the, their second touchdown drive was from 50 yards out. If the Cowboys score a touchdown on this drive, and I hope I didn't just jinx it, um, that would have been both of their drives would have been 75 yards. So it's like this was the same thing that happened last year. Oh, play under review. That, that's looking like – I think his, his uh, over-under time for passing yards is like 298. He's got 153 with nine minutes left in the second. People, He's going to shatter that. They're they're getting so hung up on like the shoulder, the – you know. Yeah, I mean, no, he's going to shatter like, that, yeah. Like – like they they know what they're doing they know what they're doing they're they're afraid um yeah so i'm like they the cowboys can't be in this situation where like they have to continuously score on like long long drives they're gonna it's gonna they're gonna beat themselves up um but anyway going back to fantasy um so flexes are chase claypool michael gallup my defense special team is washington gotta love it and then Tyler Bass is my kicker, who I was I was playing Call of Duty when I made that pick. And di- like I was literally the last pick. So the draft couldn't close out until I picked him. And I picked him with like two seconds remaining. <laughs> and I was just like, 
<laughs> so yeah, I've got I've got my draft at ten, so I wish I knew my draft spot so we could talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. it's not going to populate for another few minutes. <laughs> well, we'll we'll talk about it next week. I'm curious to see who you're able to pick up. Is it like a standard? Like yeah, it's a ten team draft. Um, let me see, ten team drafts. Let me see the rules. One quarterback, two receiver. Two running back, a tight end, a flex, kicker, de- defense, uh, five. There are six bench guys and two IR. Uh, twenty-five yards per, per passing point, or twenty-five yards per point for a passing yard. Mm-hmm. Ten yards per point for rushing yard. Ten yards per point for receiving yard, and then like field goals and stuff like that. Um, doesn't look like receptions. Point five for a reception. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, I guess uh, it's like a half oh, PPR. <laughs> I IR for your league is that only for COVID players, or is that for for any anyone that hits IR? Yeah. So for our league, it's only COVID players, which is like kind of a bummer. Kind of a bummer. But I kind of like the set think- where it's four four out of ten playoff teams. That's nice. That's a nice amount. It's a ten yeah. team. It's like forty percent of the league make. That's nice. Yeah, I think that's the same with us. If not more than that, actually, it might be like it might be six with two teams having buys. Um, but yeah, I'm I don't know if I feel as good about my team this year as I do last year, but I still think it has potential to be a good team. If I can get another running back, I'll feel much better. Fantasy football is weird because you almost it, you almost have to play it like two different seasons. Like once it gets to like winter time, it's it becomes totally different. Like vibe. Like I remember the guy. I think I beat the guy the one year, uh, the in 07 with the Pats, where Brady had the game against the Jets. They destroy him the first time, I think. But then in December it was like a 14-7 game, and Brady. I don't even think threw a touchdown. And I, I think I beat him that way. Like it's weird because I've had teams that I thought have been great like get upset. And I've had like whole okay teams win the whole thing. I like yeah. once or twice. So yeah, it's it it gets so like I feel like too. I benefited a lot last year from just like honestly like being lucky in some matchups where it's just like I had like there were two games where I had no business winning, but one because Tyler Lockett scored forty points. Like well, that game, I remember he, that game. Yeah, he went yeah, off. He did game. it twice. He did it twice where he scored like he definitely scored 40 and one and then scored like 30 something in the other. And it was like that one player who pushed me over. So it's like, you know, potentials like that. Um, Yeah. That's, that's where I think fantasy really comes in. It's just honestly, it's like a lot of luck. (laughs) So no, it it is. I mean, there's so, you know, you remember what like the Detroit lions were like Marvin Jones once a year is always good for like some like four touchdown game or like there's always one week where Marvin Jones just freaking goes off. Like you just need to pick the week that he's going to do that. Basically. Yeah. Fantasy football is a lot of luck. It's fun, but it's like, it's so random. Yeah. You know, and you need to, especially with like the bye weeks, you know, some weeks you take a hit because of that. And then I, I so dropped the ball on that because I think like, Three, like three of my running backs, I think all have the same buy. Like, that's right. Yeah. So it's like, You're what, like am I week, yeah. what am I gonna do? I do think it's a little overrated. Like, I think you can overcome it, 
But at yeah. the same time, you know, you don't want your roster to be totally decimated one week either. You, no. you want to put like a decent squad out there. This game is shaping up to be pretty good. Cowboys driving again? Yeah, they're at the 20 yard line right now. Just uh, there was a defensive penalty on Tampa Bay. And oh, Zeke actually got the ball. Dude, Zeke has done, I don't know if. Tony Pollard was really involved the last two drives. And I wonder, I'm, I wish I were watching this game live because I'd be curious to see what some of their formations are like. Like if they're really leaning heavily into passing. Because um, again, like we said, like, was it Dak already has 16 completions? Like to Zeke only has three carries. And it's not like they're down, you know? So, hey, maybe they're... Maybe they're finally listening to the analytics, man. Passing all day. Don't even run the ball anymore. Run the ball when you got one yard to go. Cowboys touchdown. Did they? That's what it says. It was uh, – it says 13-14. No. Uh, no, I think they overturned it. Yeah. They're only going to get a field goal here, <laughs> I think. Who was that touchdown to? Don't tell me it was Michael Gallup. I'll be really upset. Nah, it, it, they took it down, it looks like. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of this game goes. Hopefully yeah, right now it's 14-7. Uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up for the night. Uh, it's great seeing you again, Paul. Um, you know, QMI, we're going to be doing our Northeast Beat podcast every week during football season, uh, you know, till February. Hope you guys enjoyed the second episode. Uh, enjoy Buccaneers Cowboys rest of the game. It's shaping up to be a good one. Cowboys uh, driving about to score, uh, you know, maybe a field goal or a touchdown here, make it 14 10 or 14 14. And then a great slate of week one games. Uh, so, once again, for Paul Casaro, this, this is Dan Solar speaking. Hope you guys have a good night. Good night, guys.